Hello and welcome. Today is May 14th. 14th. Yes, 2011. This is episode like 15 or 16 of the podcast. We have been on hiatus for at least a year, I would say. The Pax one doesn't count. So real recorded podcast, I'd say about a year. Uh, we are joining you today with crazy technology. Kelly is holding a camera. You should point out the microphone so people can see what... I did point out the microphone. Okay, so people know what's going on. <laughs> All right, so for people that are only listening to this afterwards... There might be some like visual gags or things that you're not seeing, and I'm sorry for that. You should. I'll try and explain them. We don't need a narrator. I mean, we might. I don't know. I could totally do like an Anthony Hopkins thing. Really? Let's start with introductions. (laughs) All right. So I am Luke, and to my right is my beautiful wife Melissa. Say something so they know your voice. Ah, this is Melissa. You'll hear me say things to keep the conversation moving. (laughs) That's actually true. Over there is Nick. Hi, everybody. With a beard. His wife, Courtney. Hello. Who does not have a beard? It's I most definitely do not. No, it's not. <laughs> one of her most attractive qualities. Yes. Amy, say something. Why do there I... There you go, you're done. <laughs> on the microphone. And Kelly. Words. There you go. That, yeah, that's me. Okay. You get the nice up and close. <laughs> Dude, you are just going to, like, the numbers are just plummeting. Um, <laughs> so, Luke, what, why all of the elaborate technology set up for today. Why not just our, our regular audio-only format? I mean, so, we all have great radio voices. Why put us on camera? <laughs> because we've had people in the past write us questions or leave us comments, and then given the fact that we don't record very often, and then after we record, it takes me at least four months to actually get it up, that people don't get timely questions. So the only way to deal with that would be to do it live so that questions could be answered on the fly. Uh, also, Scott thinks I have a face for radio, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm sad. I'm sad about this news. Um, Alright, so we've got a, a brief schedule of things to talk about, including new vehicle purchases, uh, some video games, potentially. Kelly got a new tattoo. Doctor Who, for you Anglophiles out there. And the whole concept of prom, is it still needed, and what do we think of it? Go back for a second. Is Anglophile actually a word? Yes. I'm impressed. People who love the English. They are apparently... And all things English. How did you not notice that with the uh, wedding folder all? Well, fair. But, uh, actually not fair, I didn't understand that one little bit, but I'll I'll (laughs) agree that it exists. Uh, I heard recently that the British people are the most watched of any people group in the world. Like, in terms of, like, foreigners watching what they do and say and produce, and there's something about the British that is apparently... They have really sexy What happens to the volume controller for the TV? I don't know. It's Kelly, are you sitting... Courtney. Oh, that's fine to think. There we go. I'm just going to meet the TV. Um, um, okay, so uh, let's not start with them, since they are new to this. Uh, let's start with Kelly. All right. You want to tell us about your tattoo? Yeah. And show it. I got a new tattoo. That looks beautiful. Sexy. Um... It is cornflowers, and they're a representative of my heritage, and that's pretty much it. It's still taking forever to heal. It's kind of driving me crazy. How long did it take to get? It was about three hours of pain, and I went into shock, which was awesome. And yeah, You should mention that the bottom thing... Oh, the bottom half is something I've had for a while now, actually. And that is a thistle? It's a thistle and a little four-leaf clover there. But yeah, it's what, quite exciting. What is the future for tattoos? 
Future, more tattoos. I've got more space around that side of the arm, so I'm going to fill her up. With what? Uh, leprechauns? Daff- daffodils and leprechauns. Yes. Wait, really? And a unicorn. <laughs> You're making up the last Don't forget the yes. rainbow. Okay. <laughs> and a rainbow. A double rainbow. And some elves. And Elves are not Irish. Strawberry shortcake. That might be. No. Can they grow strawberries in Ireland? No, I'm talking about the cartoon character. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're at it, throw in Hello Kitty. Yes. There will be Hello Kitty ad. I should mention that Carly and her new boyfriend were supposed to join us, and they bailed to go barbecue. Uh, Kelly. <laughs> is this the new boyfriend from last time? No, no, this is a new new boyfriend. No, he wasn't a boyfriend that last well, one. He was a friend. Yes, yeah. the guy that she was seeing is not the guy that she is now seeing. Um, but Kelly, you and her are roommates. How is that going? It's going great. She, she said that she's going to slap you if you don't pick up your crap. Yeah, I need to. Leave the crap around. I'll, I'll get on that. Especially on the counters. Apparently, is that like kitchen counter or bathroom counter? Probably kitchen counter. I keep leaving crap around. Just food or like no, just books? like 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 pots that I haven't cleaned. <laughs> so you're just a, a slob. No, I just don't like to clean the kitchen. <laughs> Have you guys divvied up like the rules? Like I will vacuum and clean the toilets if you clean the kitchen. No, you should just do that. Kind of taken up. Around That's a bad plan. You guys have a rule like a split of labor. Generally, but there are often times where we don't. Like I don't really like doing laundry, so Courtney does that most of the time. But if she has too much to do in a week, then I'll do a little work. Do you guys split the cooking up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He beats me home most days. No. Who's the better cook? So I plan it and he serves yeah. them all. Courtney's definitely the better cook. I think she enjoys it more, too. I'd rather just have something that's food and then be done with it. Yeah, you, you make us chicken sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's just chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By itself? With nothing yeah. on it? Barbecue Last time sauce. he made uh, pasta as oh. well as chicken. Oh! But that was, you know, a step up. Mm-hmm. I'd like progress. <laughs> Someday there will be maybe... Vegetables and pasta. And I would hold my breath. Right now, but we're celebrating the pasta step. <laughs> We've made it more than just meat. So I was broccoli pleased. goes well with chicken and pasta. It does, but th- there's a critical step that I miss in, in that whole thing, and that's thinking of vegetables. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> it works better if I label the dinners with what vegetables and the meal <clears throat> are supposed to go with them. Oh yeah, like real chicken and corn on the cob. Mm-hmm. Chicken parmesan with broccoli. And here it goes and looks fast. There you go. Melissa is definitely the cook in our house. In fact, the other day I had a miniature <clears throat> personal victory where I made good grilled cheese sandwiches. Hey, rock on. We like are they weren't burned, the cheese was all melted, I didn't set off the smoke detector. <laughs> Success. Oh, speaking of smoke detectors, Carly and I tried to burn down the apartment. Doing what? Rad. Cooking meth. So she, <laughs> she deep fried some stuff one night and spilled some like oil so. down into the bottom of the... Of the stove. You should point it at yourself. And I didn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I didn't know about it. And the next day I turned on the, the oven and it started smoking a little bit. I was like, oh, crap. So I turned around to open the, uh, the window. And, uh, as I turned back around to the stove, there were flames shooting <laughs> up from the stove. So I started screaming like a little b- bitch. And <laughs> Sorry for people who don't like slime. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Carly comes running upstairs, and I was swatting at it, and she covered it up with a, a lid. She does deal with grease fires. She does, yeah. yeah. Had you never done anything like that before? I've never started a fire like that. I knew what to do. Fire. I knew what to do. I just I was afraid if I'd stopped beating at the fire to keep it down, that it would have shot up the wall, because the stove is right next to the wall. So. Your kitchen is very small. It is very small. So yeah, And it has a washer and dryer in the kitchen, right? Or the, yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's 
like literally like a foot and a half from the from the refrigerator. refrigerator. <laughs> yeah, their kitchen. I was is surprised just... that the refrigerator opened actually. You thought it hit the? Machine. I thought it would hit the machine when it first. Yeah. Excellent. Anyways, you said you had some personal stuff to share. Oh, it's sad actually. Oh. My uh, my sister's cat died last night. I didn't even know oh. she had a cat. Yeah. The dog kill it? No, she was seventeen. Oh, that cat. Time for her to go. I thought it was a new yeah. cat. Okay. No, no. Yeah. And it's no, sad. I was just yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah. Just old age? She was, yeah, 17. She was just really old. She found her in the closet, and it was pretty rough. But, yeah. So you said there was a positive spirit? Yeah, I'm not sharing that. Okay. I decided. All right. I guess that's, for, we, that's for after hours? That's for that's for my personal The extended mess. edition? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to charge people for that. Day. That's right. <laughs> I would just like to thank Jackie, if she's out there, for this shirt. This Magneto shirt. <laughs> uh, I just realized that I'm wearing... Magneto's the best... Uh, everything, actually. He's the best comic book character. He's also the best superhero. I know everybody thinks he's a villain. Deep down, he's actually a hero. People just don't know he is. And the fact that they made a Marvel film, and they're going to make a Captain America film, that's Marvel, right? What, the fact that they made a Magneto film is, I think, the word you wanted for that first one. No, I'm, I'm mad that they wasted their money on Thor and Captain America when they should have invested that money in a Magneto film. But there is a Magneto film coming out. I think that got canceled. The X-Men First Class isn't about Magneto? Mm-mm. It's about Charles... Well, I guess it's about Charles and Xavier. Or, uh... I can't think of his name. Either way. All right, you don't get to spread, we're not spread rumors if you can't remember the names <laughs> of all the characters. Eric Muncher. Got it. Done. All right. Okay. Moving on. All right. Uh, some people have been asking me what's up with the PSN outage. What's up with the PSN outage? What is it? That's a good question, man. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Ask the camera. What's up with the PSN outage? There we go. All right. What I'm glad you PSN? asked that, Nick. PlayStation <laughs> Network. I could figure this. Yeah, the fact that there is not For the non-gamers among us all. Yeah, so the PlayStation Network was hacked 24 days ago. It has been down for almost three weeks. In Four weeks. Words, <laughs> in the words of my student, Mrs. L, PSN is still down. Every day. He so, says that to me every day. For those of why you who don't care, can't call it duty. Rejoice. <laughs> there have been news articles coming why would Why would she care? Oh, yeah. Why would oh, he cause he that? he knows that I know things about video games. Oh, okay. And so it's, it's his way is... of bonding with me. Yeah, okay. to, Mrs. L, PSN is still down. Do you know when it will be fixed? And I said, no, of course I don't know. But you're a teacher, you're supposed to know everything. Don't you secretly work for Sony? I, I think that he hopes that I can fix it. <clears throat> so the brief bit of news to know is that essentially what happened was a group of pimply-faced, nerdy, lame, single hackers <laughs> decided that they were going to abuse the service with denial-of-service attacks, which basically caused a bunch of mess that Sony was trying to deal with and because this attack was announced prior to the kickoff, some real actual criminal hackers used the hub, you know, the, the blah, to actually sneak in and steal all of our personal data. Um, so there was two groups of hackers, idiot 14-year-olds and actual criminals. Uh, turns out the actual criminals used uh, Amazon's cloud service, so now there's some investigations going on there. The bottom line is the PSN is up right now for developers to use and that it should be rolling out in Japan in the next couple days, and then hopefully North America and Europe shortly after that. 
So for those of you listening to the podcast, by the time you listen, Luke will have edited out this section because it will no longer <laughs> I, be relevant. I will have this up. What's a good fair number? What, how many days? Tomorrow. No. Two. I'm sure it's tomorrow at work. <clears throat> when your next day off? Monday. Thursday. 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 So by Thursday. This has I should to be say up. by Friday. Because by, by Friday. Friday. Yeah. So like midnight 01, Friday morning, this has to be up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And if it doesn't, then the wrath of God will descend upon you. That sounds like a bad plan. <laughs> You're a little vicious. I don't know. It could be a lightweight wrath. According to Aaron, it wasn't actually hacked. The Mississippi River flooded the network. <laughs> I don't know how that works. Do with... the 14-year-olds count as an assist in the hacking, yeah. scorekeeping world? I think that counts. Okay. Yeah. So i got to ask, what personal information does PSN actually have? Credit cards. Point. Yeah. So you canceled yours yet. Apparently the what do we call that group? The National Security, the Homeland Security, uh, is investigating this because apparently well, everybody knows this. Most people don't do a good job of keeping separate passwords for things. And so Homeland Security is worried that a number of PlayStation users that are government officials <laughs> weren't doing a good job of keeping them separate. They have time to play. On yeah, the yeah. Awesome. So so Homeland Security and the FBI they don't are, have Emily's job. No, they don't. No, she's watching. Who knows? Um, so anyway, I wanted to talk to you guys about a video game uh, called... Well, it's not actually a video game. Actually, I should do this the right way. <coughs> I clicked the wrong one. What happened? You didn't oh, plug happened. it in. I... Kelly, stall. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what happened to it? So, Amy, we'll, we'll go into your segment while Luke's getting things set up for the rest of his segment. Wait, keep going. Um, you are sort of our resident uh, Doctor Who nerd, as in that you know things and you understand the memes and whatnot. So I figured I'd give you a chance to talk about something you're actually interested in, as opposed to PSN and uh, tattoos and stuff like that. Um, so, Nick was a little disenfranchised um, with Matt Smith coming on as the new Doctor. We're now into season two of Matt Smith as the Doctor. Is it good enough so far this season that Nick and other people on the fence should come back to it? Yes. Elaborate, please. <laughs> the first Doctor that I saw was David Tennant. Everybody's and favorite Doctor because yes. he had the hair. He had the hair because he's hot. And he's crazy. This is the guy that was allegedly at the real wedding? No. 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 Well, yes, but no. <clears throat> David Tennant the, is the guy the from Harry boy. Potter. Yeah. Yes. yes. Got it. David Tennant is the one from Harry Potter. Matt Smith, having had a full season, has has figured out how to do the Doctor in such a way that David could never figure out. One of the things that they've loved about Matt Smith being the Doctor that I've, I've heard in a number of interviews and read in a couple of articles is that while he's the youngest person to have ever played the Doctor... He also plays him as though he really is 900 years old. And you get the crazy insane that every other doctor has, but you also get that really old moment. In all of the episodes, he, while he's really young, looks really old too. Which is, is one of those things that's really nice about the doctor. So here's my question. What are the chances that with this reboot of Doctor Who, we're going to see what I like to call the Lost Syndrome, um, where they don't really have a clear idea of the story. They just keep making it. I mean, they have this 
convention with the doctor that he can regenerate, so they can always just boot out one guy if they need somebody else. But, I mean, does it seem like there's going to be a clear story arc? Are they heading somewhere? Or is this just, you know, travel through time and space? It sounds like they have a very clear story arc that began with David Tennant's story. That, beginning with a couple of the episodes with him, that that some of the, the things that are beginning to show up started to be suggested then, and that there are moments and things from the first couple of episodes with Matt Smith that will be explained, that will make more sense, that you'll get better as the season goes on, is my understanding of what's going on. But the guy who's currently leading the story keeps everything very quiet, and nobody nobody outside of his head knows what's going to happen next. And I, I was Plus, on... I'd like to interject that the redhead on the show is smoking hot, <laughs> and there's no reason you shouldn't watch the show just for her. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um, in an interview right after the new season started, they said that that they they get a script page and they do the script page and then it's all collected and shredded because they really don't want anyone to know what's coming. Sure, that's the big risk right now in uh, TV and movies and stuff is is script leakage and things getting auctioned on eBay or posted on Facebook or. Just you completely lose. It's like the WikiLeaks of the entertainment industry. And they were they were talking about that a, a couple of the actors know a little bit here and there about what's going on, but one of the actresses who plays River Song knows the entire story arc. As soon as Stephen Moffat, the guy in charge, figures out the next part, he tells her, and she's not allowed to tell anyone. So, so she can have like a superior. That's why she sounds yeah. Weird. That, every episode it, she shows the, up in the superiority from the episodes is happening outside of the outside. So of she's the not really screen. acting anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but when she says that classic line, spoilers. Mm. Um, it, it's totally real because she knows, and yeah. we're about to find out. Yeah. Um, I, I think that one of the things that will save them from having the lost problem is the fact that that they're British. <laughs> well, there's that. But also, they've got a really good cast right now, and it's it seems to be very stable. And they, you know, they, they constantly have their guest stars and everything, and that's that's fun. But they've got a good set of actors, and... <laughs> Kelly? I couldn't help myself. <laughs> For those of you listening at home, uh, Kelly is trying to eat the webcam. <laughs> um, but that's, that's one of the really cool things. And they've... While, according to Luke, have terrible editing and graphics and all of those other BBC, things that it's always bad. <laughs> Luke's trying really hard not to make fun of. They, they've, they've got those things that still have those magic moments in them. And Luke's just not cultured enough to get uh, it. Cultured enough? <laughs> uh, eyeballs! That's my problem. I think if I couldn't see the show, it might be better. That's not true, because you were talking about that Are You My Mummy thing. You were oh god, that's right, it sounded yeah, terrible too! <laughs> Oh. They made a joke about that in a, a future season. Right? It's yeah. hilarious. It's really, Do you think the sound engineers knew it was terrible <clears throat> when they were doing it? I think they realized exactly how obnoxious and kind of creepy I, it was. I think it was on purpose. Well, because it was... You see this in video games that have low budgets, where they take like a sound clip for a certain NPC and they just repeat it over. It's uh, infamous. The guy's like, "Just one more picture." 
and you have to do it like six times and it's always just one more picture and you're like you just said that four pictures ago mm-hmm. and it's just a poor budget thing and that's what the show feels like sometimes but and i've got to think they got a ton of money right Seattle just exploded. I'm glad we didn't hear that. Wow. <laughs> Your house might be, you know. Those of you on the internet, uh, if you could, you know, text in, write in, give us a call if there's something we need to know about. Just, you know, in case. Thanks. <laughs> Alright, enough Doctor Who. I got a present from Sony the other day, and I have not yet opened it. What? Yeah, it looks yeah. like it's open. It I'm guessing it's complain? a shirt. I have no idea what it is. Did you get one? Yeah. Before we go to this, yes. I need to point out that I'm here and not watching Doctor Who right now, so... It's not like you're missing it. It's yeah. just recorded. I was going to say, it sounds like a big sacrifice. Now you, get yeah. to skip the commercial, right? <laughs> now you get to skip the commercials. It's, it's Cargo! Yeah! <laughs> just I'm making a transmogrify! <laughs> Thank you. Reread it. Where, Cal? Congratulations this? on making it to a tier. I don't know what tier, but to a tier <laughs> as part of the PlayStation Rewards Beta program. You can now show it off with this exclusive t-shirt, made only for beta testers who've reached one of the tiers. This is our way of saying thanks for being a valued PlayStation Rewards Beta tester and for sharing your input during the beta. We welcome the opportunity to evaluate the program from a loyal fan's perspective. Your feedback meant everything to us. Keep doing what you love. <laughs> the PlayStation Rewards team. This is the most uh, amazing PR. <laughs> Kelly, read that Japanese. Uh, PlayStation. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so that must be what this says. PlayStation. You gotta uh-huh. hope. Yeah. Oh. Because it might also say says, Americans are losers. It says PlayStation. What's the backwards? That's the letter E. Like right? That's. Yeah. What's? Or is it backwards to you guys? It's a. It's a. It's yo. Right this right way facing E. That's that's a symbol for yo. No, it's not right yeah. way facing E. I'm just giving you a hard time. Well, I'm upside down, so we'll try it to me. So <laughs> no, okay, I can, I can like break give, it give, down. give us a Japanese lesson, it's Kelly. Pu re i su te shi yo. Which, when you put together, sounds like pure station. I'm just gonna take your like individual letters and I like just... splice them together into the worst sound bite imaginable. <laughs> I have lost when he said poo. <laughs> it is a. Unknown size. So is that something? Wait, extra large. Apparently, they think all gamers are fat in Japanese. I was gonna ask, is that some of the personal information they have on PSN? <laughs> <laughs> Clearly yeah. not, because I've never worn anything extra large. So just like all women should yeah, become medium. Like a, yeah, you can wear that at nighttime. Too. Oh, here we go. That's, Alyssa could just uh, rock that here, as wait, a hang skirt. On. I could wear it as a dress. You could be Japanese that style. That is a Pax shame tarp. <laughs> <laughs> Really tall, flower <laughs> heels, and skinny leggings. You'd totally look Japanese. Heck yes, I should belt it too. Yes, oh. that would yeah. really work for me. Yeah. I, oh, I demand that you do this. Your effect. shoes need to be All really right. bright. Well, well, <laughs> if, we can, if we can remember through August, uh, yeah. I may give it a shot. Uh, you guys have to be my bouncers if I'm going to walk around I, in leggings. Up. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now back to what my original plan was. I want to blow your mind with science, and by science I mean video games. So. Will we be sued for having this on... whatever? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> We're not making any money off of this. Yes. Although, if you want to not. send us money... No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> So, on Steam the other day, a game came out called Universe Sandbox, which is a space simulator. Remember, you've muted the television. I know. Okay. There's nothing to listen to, thankfully. So, as you can is see... Is it only two-dimensional space, No, though? it's... Uh, I just moved the camera so that you can see our solar system... 
Uh, what I've just done on the right is make the sun twice as heavy as it should be. This is concerning to me, because that little star chart makes it look like Venus is going to hit the Earth at some point. It, you can, well, you can throw planets at each other. I being sucked into the sun as well. So. Oh no, what the hell Mercury. happened to Saturn? Uh, I just made the sun five times heavier than it was supposed gone. to be. You just checked <laughs> Venus. Jupiter's <laughs> kind close for a suntan. Uh, it might be one of the, uh, either outer... Nah, it shouldn't be there yet. It could be one of the oh, large... It's jumping now. Earth's yeah. brain. That's so now the sun crash. is ten times heavier than it is supposed to be. Ooh, I don't know what that was, but it went fast. That Earth almost hit Saturn. Earth is... Earth is trajectorizing. Yes. Alright, yeah. ne next video. Uh, what do I do here? i probably make the sun disappear. You can, okay, so you can change the size, mass, density, diameter of any body in the solar system. You can move, change, speed up any body in the wow, solar system. You, oh, I made the Earth the same mass as the Sun. What? <laughs> <laughs> the oh, Sun is true. like bouncing off of you. Uh, yeah, they're just, yeah, they're wiggling around. Um, so yeah, basically everything in the universe, and by universe I mean solar system, dies when the masses are similar. So can you zoom in close and cause things to crash into each other? Oh yeah, it's you can get as close or as far but as you want. These are captured videos, so unless you yeah. actually see it, I'm not sure you got destroyed it. by passing between you two. Yeah. <laughs> it's a PC game. So this is Andromeda and the Milky Way. Murder. Getting too close together. Oh, wow. oh here it goes, here it goes. Ah! Gorgeous. It is really actually really pretty. I wish I could just have universes collide in a screensaver. And so you can track the sun as it moves as part of the colossal... No guarantee that we would still be attached to its orbit. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously. Things go bad all the time. So there's like full constellation view. See, that would be really useful to have in like elementary school. Because I can never see the shapes. It's like six dots and kind of a squiggly line. It's a yeah. But Tau Ceti, there's the closest one, right? Or wait. I have no idea. I did another universe simulation. Um, you So you created... It so you can you to set these up. Then? Yeah, you can move and edit. You can change trajectories, size, mass, velocity, everything. Uh, it's like ten dollars on Steam. Um, it runs great on my computer, which that is a beast. Doesn't necessarily translate to everyone else, um, but you can email how Luke are, for how are you specs running and this pricing. On the, how are you running this on the PS? Oh yeah, I just integrated the mill. Uh, it's just a video. I just put video on the oh, okay. on the gotcha. PS3. Uh, and now we're back to the beginning. No. Are you sure? One of these, I just make the sun disappear. And everything careens off. Yeah, that was it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, we no longer have orbit. Yep. Well, can you make the sun supernova? Mercury books. Uh, you can turn into a black hole, I think. Or maybe maybe only galaxies can be converted to black holes. So what kind of time scale can you put in? As much as you want. So right now, I'm doing a day per frame, I think, up there in the left corner. Okay. Um, but you can change it to be as fast or as slow as you want. Saturn. These are all of the moons of Saturn, and I just blew up Saturn. But it had so much mass that it actually recongealed into another body. So you blow it up harder. <laughs> so I get more velocity. <laughs> cool. And I have no idea. Is this translating out there to people? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can actually set up your own solar system. You can get your own sun and then work on getting the orbits of planets to stray and trying to... Soccer balls! Yep. And a bowling ball. I just made the bowling ball huge. Ah! Oh, ah! Gosh. It's all collapsing. Bouncing on the bowling ball. This I will be purchasing. Yeah, they kind of look like they're all like 
rudas or something. Yeah, so on the right, I just made the mass of the thing 55 kilograms. And then, and I then just, it disappeared! It's really fun to play with. It's highly, it's $10, I don't know if I said that yet. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It might be on sale at some point. But if you like the solar system and own a computer, which, if you're listening to this or watching, I would imagine Probably you do. do. You are, yeah. Those of you at the public library <laughs> may have to find a friend to buy it for you. Yep. So, that is Universe Sandbox. Now available on Steam. Excellent. Yes. I should be, like, getting advertising dollars for you this. You should. It sounds like you're advertising for them. Yeah. Alright, one more thing. Oh, uh, Just a quick comment. So, Starhawk... Yeah, Starhawk news just broke yesterday. And, uh... Um, it, something occurred to me. Oh, wait, that's at the bottom. It occurred to me that the main character is black. His name is Emmett Graves. And I can't think of any other black character other than CJ from one of the Grand Theft Auto games. Is he black or Hispanic? I think he looks black. I mean, he's got a black nose, but there's... I see he's black. Black hair. Either way, he's not white. Not generic white white guy. So I wanted to ask you guys what you thought about video game protagonists. Because they are almost always white dudes. Almost always bald. I don't know why that is. It's I was really excited. Yeah. By... Is it just a modeling? Thing? I think hair is just really hard to model well. Yeah. And render. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lot. Of like even in like plus we're in a super sexist society, so whatever. We don't even have yeah very. But I, I really like. I was really excited when uh, Mirror's Edge came out, and there was a female, not only a female lead character, but she was Asian as well. And she had like which was a cups or something, which is yeah. really rare for girls in video yeah, games. Yeah, she was she was Normally kind of petite, not, not beyond hourglass. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Kelly, question for you. You've played Dragon Age 2? Mm-hmm. I heard that all of the girls have bodacious tatas. They're... Even the old ladies. <laughs> yes, it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> your Try character you has a mom mm-hmm. who's like... Your character has a mom that's just like... Just busting out of her shirt. And, it's... and she's like 60 or something? Yeah, she's yeah, she's really old. and She's got gray hair and wrinkles, but she's got these giant breasts. And it's just... Alright. So is it just that, like, white dudes... Well, not, they don't have to be white. But dudes make video games, so dudes make girls with big boobs? I think the marketing also shows yeah. that boobs will sell. So They market to teenage boys who are not likely to see them any other way. Does that have the opposite effect? Like, you own video games, you have purchased video games, you are indifferent to video games. <laughs> Would seeing a box art with, like, a girl in, like, a thong or, like, the, you know, fantasy barbarian girls who are wearing, like, nothing... Like, would that turn you off to a game? Would it? Yes. It, yeah. Would it really? Yeah. Yes. I, I mean, I I know you've told me that Heavenly Sword is, like, this amazing game with a phenomenal story, and it's emotionally deep and powerful, and I don't believe you. Which is wearing basically like a sheet. I, I, yeah, she's wearing nothing, and I, she's completely the wrong shape. Which game was that? Heavenly, Heavenly Sword. Sword. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the armor on most video game heroines. Kelly, you were touching the... Whoops, whoops. Uh, All right, the one sacred rule of podcasting. Sacred rule, don't touch the, don't touch the um, pillar. We'll screw everything we up. We are still recording. We Excellent. are good. All right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, the armor for women in, like, fantasy video games is one of my least favorite things about Game. fantasy games. I think the best part about... Uh, Mirror's Edge was not only was she female and not only was she Asian, but neither of those things was particularly significant to her character. Yeah, I mean, that was... game could have been played and that entire story could have played out with a white dude or an alien, um, <laughs> but it didn't, I mean, it didn't matter, so the, the choices for the character 
Um, probably came down to an aesthetic more than a diversity thing, but it meant that she the, was also fully clothed too. Yeah, she wasn't she wasn't like wearing a bunch of revealing stuff. She was wearing exactly what you might expect someone in her profession to wear. By the way, those of you who haven't seen the game, she wears a black tank top, white cargo pants, and red tennis shoes. Those are some rad tennis shoes. They are really rad tennis shoes. They've got a split toe, right? It's yeah. Like, they're like emerald toe. They're like park. <laughs> no, Luke. It is. <laughs> that's she has camel toe shoes. I know, but... Okay, okay, okay I gotcha. <laughs> what about the Tomb Raider? Like, I remember when that first came out, there were a big thing saying, hey, this is a great thing for women's equality in video games, and... Uh, Apparently, it was very popular with women for years. Uh, well, I don't object to Laura Croft as much as some of the other women in video games, but she's disproportionate. Well, she to, she was, yeah. To real women, I guess is. Yeah. I mean, That's why people are really excited. About a woman with design. large breasts, that large of breasts, would not have that small of hips. Fair. They would not be able to do anything that she does because she'd fall over. She would fall over. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I mean, she was a pretty hardcore action character. So from that perspective, Tomb Raider's not so bad. So, but um, my argument against Tomb Raider is not the bodacious tatas. It is the fact that she does two things that an archaeologist would not normally do. She randomly, for no reason, kills indigenous and endangered species. Like tigers and stuff, just willy nilly for fun. <laughs> they attack. And then every time she comes across, this is the problem. Every time she comes across pottery or a chest or a tomb or some ancient relic, she shoots, kicks, breaks, slams it open to get some kind of reward inside. And why exactly does she do that? Because I made her. Player video. one. <laughs> fine. All right, fine. Yep, I'm done. <laughs> But do you think it really matters having women as the protagonists in video games? Like, is that a, a statement of our society that that's necessary? I don't think it's necessary. I think that the protagonist in any story, whether it's a book, movie, TV show, or video game, because for me, video games are fundamentally about one of two things. Having a ridiculous amount of fun doing something you could never do in the real world, or telling an amazing story. And if you're in number two, your characters actually matter. Um, and to me, the most important part in the storytelling is that you have a protagonist that fits your story. So if your story is about badass archaeologist girl, then, I mean, Lara Croft is absolutely perfect. If your story is about, you know, wry, funny guy, um, trying to discover his family's heritage, then you want Nathan Drake. If your so story wait, wait, wait. is want, about... Let's play a game. Okay. What's the story for this? What's the story for this? Well, clearly we have a post-apocalyptic yeah, world that we're living in. Um, there's a, a significant amount of danger in this man's life. Based on the very large gun he is carrying. And I'm, I'm guessing some sort of supernatural event has taken place that's given him this sort of blue lightning he's bionic. thing. Or maybe he's bionic. Either way, we've got some kind of futuristic not the world we're living in today kind of thing. Um, he's going to be a, a tough guy. Um, this is not Texas. Texas. <laughs> Bell also buckle, yes. Texas. I think you're right. I think, but I mean, he's not going to be wry, sarcastic, funny. This is not going to be, um, you know, a game where the witty humor is the, the key. So this is just like straight sure. dude bro. I like, think so. Bumping chests and cussing. Potential. Or perhaps, like, my family's been killed and I'm out for redemption or right. revenge, kind of. I mean, we could, we could go slightly darker with it. It doesn't have to be dude bro. It could just, it could be dark. But it's not going to be... It's a man the man. Yeah, he's a man's man. Does he have a sidekick? 
don't think so. Uh, oops. I don't think he is shown with any... Whoa, he's got like a six-shooter on his hip. Yeah. I think this Texas idea actually might have some, some weight. Um... I don't see any meaningful sidekicks. So, wait, wait go back one. That's so, a sidekick right there. Oh, that's somebody else. Yeah. That no, not like... him. Not him, the next guy. This, this that is, is not three. a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> this is Gun 3, his ultimate fighting... What do you think the odds are that our main character is turning into one of these? Pretty good. So it's like a resistance kind of a... It could. Well, I mean, look at the blue stuff in his chest. I don't know if that translates to people. In his eyes. Um, yeah. He could be. Maybe so that's, we got like maybe a District 9 new... kind of a feeling going on. Okay, yeah. Where... Maybe that's our Black Texan at the end of the game. Right oh, there. man. That's the same character? Yeah, maybe. That would be kind of crazy. They have peeled <clears> off all of his skin. Are there any black people in Texas? You think they've all left? That... I would have <laughs> like left. Like... You are retarded. <laughs> oh, gosh. You are so <laughs> anyway, People on the internet, I apologize. I'm if, half of my... If you are in the stream and watching from Texas and know any black people, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, that face palm was for you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I caught it, yeah. All right. Um, anyway, uh, turning away the from the world of video games, Courtney and Nick, you went to go see Desmond Tutu at the Tacoma Dome, one of his last American appearances before he retires. Who? Was he in uh, Desmond Tutu, Archbishop of Archbishop South Emeritus. Africa? Emeritus. Emeritus. Okay. He has his own fancy title. Formerly yes. Archbishop of South Africa, influential in the anti-apartheid apartheid, uh, movement. What does an archbishop do? Is that religious or is that somehow like, yeah, it's governmental? Religious. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Forget what church. Anglican. Some Anglican, Anglican South yeah. African version. Yeah, essentially he's their version of not really the Pope, like a bishop. Yeah, he's a figurehead at this right. point. Yeah. He gives a lot of talks. He's famous, but he doesn't have an active role in the church. So why was he here? Giving talks. Looking famous. Was he inspiring them? I mean, because all the hype leading up to him is that he was going, you know, he's going to bring a, a message of inspiration and positive, you know, you can affect the world in a positive way to young people and all that stuff. Yeah, I missed the memo that it was going to be directed towards young people. Oh, uh, we all missed that memo. It was brought it at work. We're all old. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there was a rock concert with Desmond Tutu in the middle. What? So, yeah, it was essentially was a so weird break dancing. Yeah. The stomp group did the Washington Did the school. Archbishop breakdance? No. He no. went very carefully up and down the stairs. <laughs> How is that not, like, the best idea ever? And they failed. All right. Kelly, because Kelly, it's sponsored by a health organization. You are making Aaron seasick. <laughs> <laughs> you need to, like, double-hand it or hold Sorry, it. Sorry, let, let me... Can you give it to Amy for a little No. 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 Amy doesn't want the I'll do it. I'll fix this. Give me that. one. Yeah. It's gotta, gotta Aaron, adjust. Yeah, adjust no, Aaron is not liking this. I'm just gonna watch you along at home who downloaded this later. Yeah. Kelly took the webcam and was making surfing motions. Just so. to make you all see. So now we're gonna get some good Kelly coverage. Oh, uh, no, don't get Kelly coverage. That's your toe, actually. Yeah, so we walked into the Tacoma Dome, and we were expecting, at least I was expecting, there to be an old man who was giving a speech, you know, but quiet yeah, there was setting an intro where, guy, so okay, someone's yeah. giving the intro. And we walk in, and there's pop music playing, and people dancing, and. Yeah, probably two thirds of the audience was, you know, young. At least four thousand people student. from UPS and PLU were there. Wow. And then there were probably uh, a quarter of that that were white-haired, you know, old sorts. Who came there. to see? Who probably met Desmond Tutu when he was young too? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, it's it a pretty was... rad name. Desmond Tutu. Tutu. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it feels cool. like he should break dance Tutu. Yeah. See, In that this is country, a... it might, but especially if he's old. 
Yeah. Yeah, like an old guy in a tutu breaking. But in terms of his speech at all, was it was it meaningful at all, or was it kind of <clears throat> generic positive platitude? It was mostly funny. Okay. Inspirational, but more funny. I wanted him to keep doing his voices. If you've he ever... does voices? He does voices. He did the whole... He enacted Moses in the Burning Bush with God. And nice! With, with, and like, he was one of the characters? Gabriel and uh, Mary, and there might have been an interlude where he accidentally was talking to Martha. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, you mean Mary next door. But, yeah. If He's quite good awesome. at doing little voices. If you've ever seen or heard the Bill Cosby doing the Noah's Ark thing, it was kind of that ilk. Okay. So God says to Moses, go into Egypt. And Moses goes, what? What? (laughs) (laughs) And he was like a a tottering old 85-year-old man, and he was personable and friendly. And And he threw some slang in there, American slang, which was nice. I had to practice it. Did you have an accent? Oh, yeah. Like, sweet... A couple of them we had to sit there translating amongst us. What was that? Because we're laughing. But most of it's there, if you know. <clears throat> accents. That's a weird accent, too, that South African accent. It's like, I don't know, staccato. Yeah, the Afrikaans. Well, and, yeah, it's well I don't think he's Afrikaans. I think he speaks, like, six languages, so it's a little of everything. Could could your dad understand Afrikaans? It's far enough away from Dutch, it's its own language. Well, he wouldn't so necessarily have spoken Afrikaans. No, no, I'm just in general. In general, because Nick's dad grew up in the Netherlands. Wow. Well, I was born there. Okay. But he knows and enough. He had a he... house there that he pointed out to us in the pictures at your slideshow. Yeah. yeah. He's... I'm just curious if it works, if people could potentially, like, pick up some words or enough to follow along. or. Yeah, I mean, Afrikaans, from what I understand, is kind of a mix of Dutch, English, and a little French or something. Right? German. German. Okay. But I also heard it's not mutually intelligible. Sure. Well, oh, then maybe a few words, but like the few words we share with Dutch. Yeah, I mean, it's, it'd be the same banana. as if somebody oh, was it's a banana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or bloom and blooms. I think it depends on who it is because I know a family, my best friend, her family grew up speaking Afrikaans and she can understand passably German and Dutch when if somebody else is talking, she can understand the gist of what they're saying. She doesn't understand all of the words. But she cannot communicate in it at all. She has to go to Afrikaans to be able to get anywhere close to it. And it's still a stretch some ways. So I think it depends on which way you're trying to go. Maybe you're going Russian and Ukrainian are 75% the same. If you're trying to go into Afrikaans or out of Afrikaans into another language, which way you can understand. But the end result of everything that Desmond said was uh, really similar to what Gandhi said. (laughs) Be the change you want to see in the world. And his was be the spark that others see. And it was a youth-oriented culture, so he brought up his, you know, Mary was young, Moses at the time was young. They decided to do it anyway and made the old people listen. (laughs) Cool. So, Nick, tell us about your car. It's blue. It's a 2008 Volkswagen Rabbit. And it's finally out of the shop, so it's done. How's the bumper or whatever you were upset about? It's perfect now. Is it? It is. Yeah, they, they did a real bang-up job. <laughs> <laughs> did, Only did, took an extra week. Did you manage to steal any more floor mats? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I limited myself to one extra set. I want a collection. I want just like a wall of these in your garage. <laughs> just like, these are the Monday set. That's a great idea. <laughs> It'll if be your like mom picks up the sewing machine, I can embroider them all. There you go. So, are, are you happy with your purchase? I'm very happy with it. Yeah. No regrets? Nope. Wouldn't have got a different color, different size? No, I'm pretty pretty satisfied with it. You can uh, put some sweet wheels on it. And we a five-foot spoiler. Yeah, some, like, underglow lights. 
Big annoying muffler. Lift package. Oh, there we go. I can lift Asian my... letters across oh. the top of your windshield. That'd be great. <laughs> on, your be on your German car. car. <laughs> <laughs> on your t-shirt. That'd be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Yes. <laughs> I have to be honest, Nick. I was really hoping you would get a white rabbit. Oh, yeah? Just so you could say phone. Pull it out of the hat. Yes! Yeah. She said that the other day, and I thought of The Matrix. That's what instead of... So Alice in Wonderland. I guess huh? it's literary nerd yeah. video game. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was a movie. Well, yes, but it's video I was game of a movie. Both. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't you didn't know which one. It I couldn't decide hit. which one to, to to think about. Does so, anybody in here actually like Alice in Wonderland? You're pointing me. at his toe again. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My toe's good. No, no toes. Does anybody like <laughs> Alice in Wonderland? I don't yes. think it's a good story. I think it's awesome. In my head, well, Lewis Carroll was totally on opium when he wrote it. It's a good dog story. Yeah, don't do drugs, especially shrooms. Is it, weird? Like, is, it is it weird that I associate it in the same camp as Wizard of Oz? No. About like girl going to like crazy world and doing things with people. talking animals. Yeah. And, yeah really. Sounds about right. Okay. Yeah, you're all good. I really like the Welsh trippy. Much better than Alice in Wonderland. Is that I haven't read that one. It's it's a short story. Yeah. What is it? The Walrus and the Carpenter. It's oh, actually, yeah, yeah that's part of it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of the universe or whatever you want to call it. The... It would be included in all things in the universe, yes. Mm. Yes. <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to read that. No. Luke's trying to what show everyone on the internet a picture of our agenda. I'm not sure why, rather than just move on. Yeah, let's move on. What are we moving on to? We can talk about F1 or not, if people aren't interested. Um, we can talk about your thing. Internet people, decide. Are you interested? Well, we've, like got a, about... we've got a segment for the internet people. If you would like Formula to know one. about Formula One, let us know. Okay, so I mean, I, we can talk about my thing. Yes. Because... I, I teach at a high school, and I have been reading the newspaper, and there's a lot of prom-related news right now. Uh, this American Life, one of my favorite radio podcasts, did a, an episode on the prom uh, a couple weeks ago. And the older I get, the less value I see in prom. I don't know if it's just a factor of age or the fact that I spend all day with high school kids, and I don't really think that, you know, giving them more excuses to party is the wisest decision I could make, or I don't know what it is, but at the more and more I'm coming to feel like, why do we bother having prom anymore, <clears throat> and I may need someone to talk me back off the edge. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, what do people think, and is the prom at all valuable? This is where you insert the uh, Fiddle of the Roof tradition song. Yeah. I mean, I guess there is that tradition. Like, How that... else are nerdy high school students going to get laid? Do you think that actually works for nerdy high school students? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, most of the kids having sex on prom night have already done it. That's true. It's not, I mean... And getting drunk, same thing. Yeah. There, there's nothing new. They're just better dressed that day. Yes. See, I think that's what most of it is about, is you I... can pretend to be classy for a day. So you can fake it better when you get married for your wedding. But is that reason enough to ask people to shell out hundreds of dollars for one night that essentially means nothing? Did anybody here enjoy their prom? It was mildly amusing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was the same day as Track State, so I was sunburnt and sore. And I went to, to Disneyland deals. instead. That sounds like a better alternative, I actually. would totally rather go to Disneyland than go to prom. That would have been So why, I mean, I actually enjoyed our senior trip quite a lot. Why not... You had a senior trip? Right, yeah. That? What was that? <laughs> did you guys not do yours? We what, didn't what, one. Oh, what? You mean what did we do? Yeah. Did uh, you do the cruise in Seattle and the med, the hypnotist show and and GameWorks for like six hours? Yeah. Later? Yeah. yeah. That was okay. Yeah, we did that too. The did, bus was late. Is that, is that what the senior trip is? Graduation trip? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Also, I'm assuming like the East Coast trip or something. No, we're not that cool. But I thought that was better than prom by a long shot and cheaper. Yeah. I mean, is, is it enough to the dress up? I mean, I get what you're saying, Nick, because I was like every other high school girl who, despite not going to my prom, had about six prom dresses picked out every year from the time I was eight. Because uh, they're big, poofy dresses, and who doesn't love that? Nobody wears those anymore, though. I know. They all wear scandalously short things. Oh, it's terrible. Some of them wear long dresses. I all of the high those. school girls that I work with are wearing long dresses. One of them has to wear four-inch heels, because otherwise she will fall on her dress, because her dress is too long, and she's short. And because hemming is atrociously expensive. Nick, yes. where was your high school? Battleground High School. That doesn't work. So we're all lame. Aaron just said that if we were in a bigger city, the prom might be better. Like if we were in like a Seattle or a New York or something meaningful. Well, we went down to Portland. That's a pretty big <clears throat> metropolis of ours. But it's the same kind of thing. If you go and you go to a dance and you have a party there and then everybody goes off and does what Does their after party. Yeah. I mean, so the dance itself is supervised so that nothing horrible happens there. Most of the time. Yeah. Or at least in theory, because the parents can then feel good about their kids being out. I mean, I enjoyed my In first Seattle, prom, they have proms at like the Experience Music Project and... Which yeah. would make it better for you, or...? I don't know. It would make it more expensive. <laughs> that's what it comes down to, I think. And that's why I'm saying I don't know if... I don't I don't know if I see the value anymore. Well, how about any school dance? I was just going to ask that, yeah. Prom-specific? Uh, well, most school dances, except for the big ones, in the schools I've worked in, most of the dances have been eliminated from the calendar. Why is that? Um, behavior and supervision issues. Nobody wants to chaperone school dances. I mean... They have a rough time getting enough chaperones to make homecoming, tolo, sadies, and prom happen. So four dances on the school calendar. They no longer have after football dances. They no longer have after basketball game dances um, because the behavior of students is uh, atrocious and some and seemingly impossible to curtail. Because it's, I mean, the, the, the schools the have tried, <laughs> tried a phone call. ton of different tactics to get students to behave and Aaron, do whatever, do whatever, <laughs> yeah. um, and behave, not have sex on the dance floor, not come drunk or high or whatever. Um, teachers don't want to be responsible for policing all of that anymore, so they just don't have them. Okay. <laughs> they have the big dances because parents throw a fit when their kids aren't allowed to have a prom, but I, I don't know, the behavior's not any better at the big dances because okay. they're constantly having to tell kids what's okay and... We literally had a video at school um, for Tolo telling, showing kids the kinds of behaviors that were and were not okay on the dance floor. The proper orientation of people. <laughs> Improper orientation of people. <laughs> was that what the video was? No. Actually, were you doing things they shouldn't? No, that would have actually made the video better. No, no, they had two two goofballs from student government demonstrating inappropriate versus appropriate dance moves. And of course, the two guys in the video are not taking it seriously. Wait, because so... they were guys? Yeah. Oh, that's never going to work. Okay, so yeah. Aaron would like to interject. Okay, Aaron. All right, so Defend go. the prom. Defend the prom. Or whatever you were doing. You should put him on speaker. Can I? You can. I don't know why not. Give it to me. <laughs> Luke is going to facilitate this. Wait, hold on. This is such a terrible idea. <laughs> why have I done any of this? All right, speak. No? Hi, say something. It's not working. You are... Yes. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you got a speaker. Yes. Okay. Hi, everybody. <laughs> this doesn't okay, sound like I'm in New York, and I'm 
a good prom. <laughs> Maybe if we had, a, you know, right, you Guitar Hero or something set up at a prom so there was actually something to do. I guess I feel like the dancing part, because no one, dances, all because no one actually dances. Yeah. That's all they provide you with, and so many people are so awkward about it. It's oh. just, and know, apparently the only that. way that students, this is what they tell me, the only way they know how to dance is to simulate sex acts. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not kidding. Uh, you told me about North Thurston. Yeah. It looks much better, I think, when women do that than men. I think Aaron's <laughs> right, though. I mean, they're minors. There's something quite a lot of fun about having a lot of friends there. If you, it's only you and a couple other people, you're probably going to end up being a wallflower, which is not fun at the dances. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. All right. <laughs> hey, we're, we're all adults in our 20s, so none of this matters to us anymore. But that's true, yeah. It's, I don't know. And of all the people in this room, I know the most high schoolers. And. Talking with one of the high schoolers. Well, you know a lot of high schoolers, Melissa, but they're your students, so they don't. Oh, right, fair enough. You have most high school friends. Yes. Okay. Um, but talking with some of them, they are so excited for for prom. They were so excited for homecoming. They were so excited for prom. Um, and one of them goes to a private school, and she was talking about their homecoming instead of getting to be a dance that year, which for them a dance is having dinner and a dance all in the same thing. It's not. You go have dinner on your own, and then you come to this dance. It's all one thing together. That Their homecoming wasn't that, and so everyone threw a fit, and they're actually having a prom for the first time in their school's history because they didn't have a dance for homecoming. And so I guess I see the high schoolers' value of it, not just their parents' value of having the prom. Because the parents like the tradition. The kids, you know, for her, she... For this specific high schooler, she spends all of her time studying and studying and studying, and this is one time that she gets to, for her, do something other than school. And, and so, for some of those nerd people, I think that is the advantage, is the one time they get to do something that's not school. Okay, I'll grant you that. I mean, that's, that's why I asked the question, is I really do you know I was wondering what the value was, and I guess if the value is having an excuse to dress up, even though I'm not sure I agree with all the money that gets spent on the dress-up, um, and having an opportunity to have an organized thing that you're going to with your friends, Aaron, um, to do something fun that you wouldn't organize on your own. Um, and I'll grant you that. One of the high schoolers is, that I know is spent a lot of money on a dress. She spent $300 on a dress, what? I think. Oh my gosh. Something like that. The, the other one, another one of them made a dress, and the third one is borrowing a dress from somebody else. I, I mean, that's how you get around the it costs so much. I, and I know you can get around it costs so much, but if you, I mean, if you look at stats about prom, most people aren't choosing the cost effective options. Yeah. Because it's easier to go well, to what, the dress shop. And, yeah, and it is expected that you wouldn't wear the same dress twice, heaven forbid. 
Um, I know I never have. <laughs> Courtney, you managed not to, although I think partly because you did find some people your size to swap with. I was the only one swapping. They bought new dresses. I just wore their old ones, but it was fine. All right, well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jokes on them. <laughs> some, of those prefer, some of the options I got to pick from were her cousins had given them the, her their dresses, and she bought dresses every year. She never wore the ones she was handed That's down. crazy. Is it, it's pretty much bad form to ever wear a dress twice, right? I don't know why, but it is. Can a prom dress or something that form will be used later in life? For like wedding, like if you're attending some Not a whole lot. If, well, it's an age thing. I mean, because the problem with prom dresses is they're so obviously prom dresses that they don't, they don't wear well. Um, but I mean, if you went on a cruise with your family in the next couple of years, you could wear it to formal night. We saw some girls yeah. on our cruise that were wearing prom dresses. Um, but for the most part, you don't get much use out of them. Um, I've heard of people who got married right after high school, had their bridesmaids wear old prom dresses so that everybody And it doesn't matter that they're mismatched kind of thing. No, I think that was the whole idea is that they all... That or a white prom dress is a cheap wedding dress sometimes. A white prom, yeah, a white prom dress could be a cheap wedding dress. Um, I think as an adult, women tend to buy dresses that could be worn more than once or at more than one social occasion whenever possible. Um, bridesmaids dresses are kind of another place that is an exception. If you're lucky, you end up in with a bridesmaids dress you really can wear again, but for the most part, you can't. I still think there's a solution to all of this, both to the people not knowing how to dance and costing too much and okay. not appealing to people who would rather stay home and play video games and drink. Hit me game. with your solution. Set up DDR machines at prom. What? You can do Dance Dance Revolution, people know how to dance, and play video games. That's it. Heck, we don't even need DDR, because that's a lot of equipment. Somebody bring their Xbox 360 with your Kinect, we play Dance Central, there and you go. Yeah. Uh, make it, did I get the right game? Yes. Yes! <laughs> um, or, you know, people with the Wii, you can do no. another dance game. Wii. No, they can do Wii. Yeah. Speaking of which, so, Nintendo, I'm pointing this at you, Kelly, because I want your opinion. Nintendo's going to be... Are you going to Uh, no, I got him. Kelly's gonna Kelly. Kelly is going to be announcing a new Nintendo console at E3. He just doesn't know it yet. What do you think they should call it? What? Do you think should, <laughs> you're the only person in here that owns a Wii, right? You guys oh, okay, to, sure. What should it be called? If you were in charge of the naming, I thought you'd sign me up for something. I was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think Wii Two is too derivative? I think it should go be called the Poo. The Poo. <laughs> the Wii. The yeah. Poo. Yeah. Some people have said that it should be called the Stream. These people. I think stream is a horrible idea. I think we should stay <laughs> away from Wii. Was a good idea. Like a bodily function. No, I think their code name is way cooler. Project Cafe. No. Revolution. Revolution. That would have been really intelligent. But the Nintendo Revolution was a good idea. Yeah, but they went with the Wii for. Well, because marketing people say that those catchy dumb names. Marketing people. Right up there with the iPad. <laughs> and die. yeah. Do if it was like called the, the Apple tablet, it wouldn't be as cool, right? I mean, I wanted iTab. Yeah, yeah, iTab would have made more sense. Fewer phone hygiene jokes. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> or the ice. Another one of those things. Nick, Nick the wasn't reading the right like article. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I think they try to keep it three letters though, so iTab would have made more sense. Is there anything called iTab? Is there like a Excel program or something on no, this? No, it's called something else. Uh, it's called Numbers. No. Yeah. Not iNumbers? It is, it's part of iWork. <laughs> yes. And within iWork, each of those, or iLife, within each of those suites, the programs have their own names. Sorry about all the hand-waving. It's a, it's a genetic thing. 
I like it when we you address the camera. It's always nice on the feed. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we should do. Some we should talk to our audience. We got all these live people who've been writing stuff Seriously. to us, and they're getting mad. No, they're not. They just say that Kelly's feet stink. That's uh, a true statement. <laughs> how is that? That is not even close. This to is not so, so Luke. How was fresh. prom with Jackie? Oh God! Why are you doing this? <laughs> she asked. I don't think she asked. I, Scott said she did. Um. <laughs> Keep moving your head. This Played is harder fifth, than right? I thought. Hit the fifth. It, it. It. Her dress had a lot of beads on it. <laughs> so it was hard to feel her up on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> You know my stories about chaperoning school dances. I, I'm. Um, <laughs> do beats me? All right. <laughs> she knows this, so I don't feel bad saying it. I should have gone with somebody else. Even, Explain why, because she so, knows. That so none of the we rest were of dating at the time, and I had a friend, I had two friends that were dating, but they had broken up like a month before the dance, and then they decided to go together anyway, just as convenience, the kind of thing. And in hindsight, I should have actually gone with her. Instead of Jackie. And I think Jackie probably would have let me. She can chime in if that's not cool. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so that friend, with some random chick instead of your girlfriend? It sounds bad when you say it that way. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds really bad. What about a random chick? Actually, she ended up becoming my girlfriend later, but that's an entirely different thing. Uh, that sounds bad, too. Well, that's a space these days. Um... <laughs> How much did you hang out with her? Uh, so, not very much. Um, another friend was there with a lame date, and so I hung out with them to help her feel better. And we argued about Wilcox Milk versus Lucerne, which Wilcox I think is wins. a stupid, stupid conversation to have, because Wilcox is better, Brad. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is. And then we almost got T-boned on the way out of the dance by someone, and then... I was egged on the way. By my, by my future best friend, actually. Brandon Bertolio egged my car on prom night. Because <laughs> I was taking my date home, and she lived near where he was at, and he and some friends egged my car. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> this car you're still driving? The no, it was, it was one of the old vans. Like okay. The, the Plymouth or something. <laughs> Apparently the webcam is heavy. <laughs> I, I have to hold it so high to get your face in the You can do like frame. the under the nose kind of... But yeah, that's a really unattractive and unflattering... Is there any good angle for my face? Straight any... on and slightly straight so back. It looks totally to round. From behind. Would you like me to hold the camera? <laughs> Wide angle. As long as we don't put our heads next to each other. Yeah, you want a size comparison, Internet? <laughs> there is a terrifying shot. You can fit two of her heads in mine. I always joke that when she has our first child, it better have her head, not mine. Um, rough. Well, if you guys are going to ask questions on the interwebs, I'm going to choose my own. In fact, we will go with one for now. Then if you guys want to do anything about it, whatever. Uh, we're going to go with question D. Which is what, who's who's question D from? It's a book. I yeah, the the if book. They're all if questions. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, if you could have been told one thing that you weren't told when you were a teenager, this is poorly written. If you could have been told one thing that you weren't told when you were a teenager, what would you like to have been told? So let's say like future Nick goes back to old Nick, sixteen-year-old Nick, whatever, teenager, thirteen, whatever we want to be and tells you something, looking back on it, what would you have liked to have known? Are you going to do something lame, like lottery numbers, or like... 
Well, I was gonna say I enjoyed when I invest in Microsoft. I liked high school, and I wasn't like a hellraiser. I didn't destroy any cars or kill anybody or anything. And yeah, I'm probably one of those jerks that would give myself like stock options. And yeah, yeah, the investments. <laughs> yeah, you know, lottery right. ticket numbers or something. Let's go that way. You. Courtney, do you have an answer to this question? I'm trying to watch the internet. I don't know what I would tell myself. Any new, like, college stuff? Like, don't take that class. Don't go to this college. Don't date that boy. Especially I don't know. All right. If you think of one, we can come back. I have no idea. You've never thought about this before? No! This would is fall any... into the category of Lukeism. It could be. I always think about this stuff. Well, I've always wanted a time machine. Ever since See, I always think about going to a completely different time frame. Like, Ever since we came to the Stone Age. No, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. <laughs> the part where he's like, in the future, remember to me, remind me to come back and put the keys behind this book. And then he reaches behind the book and they're there. As a kid, it blew my mind. <laughs> and I was like, oh man. Ever since then, I've been hooked on time travel. And yet, you won't watch Doctor Who. You were egging me on. <laughs> Answer question. Oh, ow. My shoulders. Um, let's see. What would I tell myself? Probably don't screw around with all those stupid degrees you were considering. Just do the English degree and be happy with it. Like just got it done four years after high school yeah. and been out? Yeah. Stop screwing around because ten years of college and then nothing to show for it is lame. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, that is... Yeah. I was in that boat until last year. It is Lance. Yeah. So, so, how many degrees have you started? I think the number is somewhere around seven okay. or eight. That's a lot of degrees. Yep. More degrees than a thermometer. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was not funny. Um... <laughs> Well, you think I'll read uh, Aaron's more answer? more than a parallelogram. Uh. Aaron, uh, Aaron answered the question. Um, what he would like to tell his teenage self was, most everything you do in life will not actually matter, so do as much fun things that won't kill or maim you uh, as you can, and travel more. I'm glad there's the rest of that, because the beginning of that answer is going to be really depressing. Well, Most a... of what you do does not matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My answer is really depressing. What is your answer? I, okay. Okay. Uh, yours, I'll finish like, it up, guy. Yeah, you should finish it up because yours will be positive. So my, I was thinking about this because um, I was last in the circle, had a little more time. Um, the, it wouldn't have made me happy, so I don't know that I would have liked to have known. But the thing I, I think I wish I'd known leaving high school, heading off to college, was that the real world's not going to be a whole lot different. Than high school, people aren't going to suddenly mature and become reasonable, was, yeah. rational human beings. That was one of those things that I was so upset about. Everybody's I was so always telling mad me that to just people that, are going to be more mature. No, they're never more mature. <laughs> I know all the all the stupid relationship drama and the you know petty bickering and the nonsense grudges that people hold. All that stuff continues as an adult, and I think. I don't know that I would have believed myself as a teenager. It was very idealistic. <laughs> but if I'd been able to convince myself as a teenager that that was the truth, it might have made some of the transition into adulthood a little <clears throat> less painful. So with that fact understood, what is the point of growing up, really? Can we honest? No, there's not. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. That's how you end up with ten years of not a degree. <laughs> you know, I shut your mouth. Answer the question. Uh, well, okay. 
If this is in the form of a letter or something, a phone call, that would be harder. But if it was face to face, if future me, if me now could go you back... You would stab yourself to death. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> if I could go back to, like, 14-year-old me, like, going into high school me, I'd be going to punch myself in the face <laughs> as hard as I could have. Like, a full-on, no-holds-barred punch to the chin. And after I got woken up or whatever by a future Luke... I would have told myself to not be an asshole to every person I knew. To Jackie, to my friends, to teachers, to police officers, to my mom. Every single person that I was a jerk to maybe could have been like salvaged with a time machine. So that would have been my thing. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know you remember me in high school. I know most of these situations you're talking about. So yes, were you yes. were you with us downtown after the earthquake when the officers came to harass us about yes, walking around? Yes. And I told them to do his job better and leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I look around at my friends and they're all like, no, no. <laughs> what yeah. happened? He let us go. Yeah. He, so he, so he basically, he, so no, I, I have a bad habit of doing this to police officers. Uh, so they were sitting in a cop car waiting for people to walk around the lake, basically. They, cause, okay, yeah, because so the lake was Capital busted. Lake's walkway and road collapsed into the lake. the lake itself, and it was really hazardous and stuff. So they put up a fence um, and put up a sign on, like, one of, like, a road sign, you know, like, road work here kind of thing. And the police were over there just watching for people to go over there so that they could go nab them and bring them back kind of thing. Um, but some people had gone through before us, and flipped over the sign, like, face down, couldn't see it, and opened up the gate in the fence. Um, so we go walking along, and sure enough, like, please come over to us. And they're like, didn't you see the sign? And I said, the sign that's laying face down on the ground? Like, yeah, well, you sh you probably and knocked I was like, it over, yeah. Have you been watching us from over there? Yeah, well, why didn't you pick up the sign if you knew that it was laying down on the ground? Like, this is not our fault. We did not know that we were trespassing. This is a public park. The gate was open. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like, he was trying to be a little tough guy, and I said, maybe you should do your job better, go pick up the sign and leave us alone. And these guys, it was you, Aaron, Aaron, were you? It was me, uh, I think Jason Wolf was there, some girls, maybe Jackie. I think, not, sure. not my Jackie, your Jackie. My Jackie, yeah. Um, Andrew's friend, apparently, maybe Thack. Oh, okay, maybe Thack, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Sam, maybe? Sam could have been there. Yeah. Regardless of who specifically yeah. was there... I am a bad person, and I would have tried to stop myself from being one. I've got a follow-up question, though. Yeah. Would 14-year-old you really respond well being punched hard in the face? Yes. Because <laughs> that was 14-year-old me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that would have been, been a good, good choice. I would have been pretty shocked by being hit in the face by yourself. So. It would have been amazing, right? Like, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that what it looked like? Just that look. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would have been a good moment. So that's what I look like with a beard. <laughs> oh, come on. I'll never grow a beard. I had a goatee once, but that's a different story. Well, if you're going to go back in time and punch yourself in the face, you have to get like a, a goatee or something to make yourself look evil. Evil? Yeah. Evil. You become evil? Yeah. So punch, punch yourself evil so evil. that you don't become evil. I'm like saving. Yeah. I am evil. Yeah. <laughs> if you do not change your evil way, you will become me. me. <laughs> and you will have this horrible goatee. <laughs> All right. Still no questions? Come on, you people. I will do one more check. Top one, eh? This will be the last one. Sure. So some 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 nerdery to close off the uh, podcast this week. Uh, if you could make a film from any book that has never been produced oh. as a film, what book would you pick? 
I think we've done this one. I know exactly what I don't care. I'm doing it again. Okay. Because this is an amazing question. You want to go first this time? Uh, sure. I can go first. We'll go the opposite way. Yeah. Um, you know, on the spur of the moment, I just had to think about this right now. So this may not be the best answer I could come up with, but it's the answer I have. Notice how I delayed so I can think of one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, and this may be the same answer if we did this question before, but uh, The Diamond Age by mm-hmm. Neil Stevenson. Uh, I loaned it to Kelly, so I know Kelly for sure has read it. But Kelly. it is a an epically yep. visual book. There's tons of great imagery in the story that would easily translate into film. It's kind of a futuristic, kind of a, like, dystopian kind of a thing. Like a Blade Runner almost. A little bit like Blade Runner, yeah. only way more neon. Yeah, yeah. Way more neon. Way yeah. more neon than Blade Runner. But that's what I would pick. So the reason I think we have done this before is because my answer is the Silmarillion which is the foundational piece of history for the Middle-Earth world universe. So it would be impossible to turn it into a book or a movie, I think, because it's long and dry yeah. and complex. They could I turn think, it into like a, like almost like a National Geographic <laughs> miniseries. <laughs> yeah. I think yes. they would have to do... But these are the elves. And HBO could pull it off. Like a two-parter, yeah. like maybe a, a creation story and then the elves going to... The Holy Land back as one movie, and then maybe uh, like Lucian or Theon and uh, the dude. So yeah, they, they could make like two books or two movies, and then skip the rest of the stuff because nobody would care. Can they call the second one Luthien and the Dude? Right. Exactly. <laughs> Baron. Baron. B R E N. Baron and Luthien. Go. Oh right. Um. Oh, speaking of H- wait, wait, wait. You're not next. Aaron is next. There's next. Uh, he would make Attack of the Deranged Mutant Killer Monster Snow Goons, which is really <laughs> yes. from 1992. It's Calvin and Hobbes. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's a one book. of the titles of one of the books. Like the collection. compilation of the. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He'd make a Calvin and Hobbes movie. That'd be amazing. Also, did you finish your book yet? <laughs> <laughs> and that answers I, itself. I sh- what movie would you make? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, oh, but the HBO idea is actually perfect because they're actually working on what's called Game of Thrones right now, which is this amazing series of books. Really good. They're visceral and, and they're it's like hard fiction. It's really good, and I'm quite impressed with it. But uh, my book would be uh, The Scar by China Mieville. It's this crazy story about this woman who gets. Who, who's who's basically shipping herself off to a new colony way across the planet because she's being attacked, being tracked by these bad people, and and her boat gets captured by this this city, this floating city called Armada, which is basically just thousands of these boats that have been slashed together, and they all just they just float, and it's run by these. It's it's really complex, but basically, she becomes kind of this. She's not even the main character in the story. It's weird. She's just like this pawn that kind of that is is there during the whole arc of the story where this, this city, they're trying to capture this big creature so they can become mobile and move around. Um, and uh, they're also trying to get to this place called the Scar, which is this place where the earth has been, there's like an injury in the earth, it's in the ocean, and it's just this gaping hole where the ocean just dumps into it, and it never, it just disappears, and it's where, where they were <clears throat> mining probability. What? I know, it's it's a very... Is it like a mineral? Yeah, basically. They were mining possibilities and probability. So, 
Um, was the author on drugs when they wrote this? No, he's just a genius. He's really, really smart. Okay. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, and so they never actually reach the scar, but they, they find someone who's kind of from an alternate possibility, who from from an alternate possibility where they actually did reach the scar, and he's like, oh, don't go to the scar, because... Are you going to run the book for everybody? Everybody's going to die. Um, yes. Yes, yes you are. Friend. Okay, Aaron. Um, but it's Wait. really amazing. It would be a great movie. Not Aaron. Scott would say that he would remake all of the Jurassic Park movies to better follow the books. Which is actually a, a decent fair. choice. Yeah. Because I would think I would remake every Michael Crichton book ever made into a Star movie. Star with Sphere. That was, Star that was Sphere. terrible. And then Congo, because that was ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Can that be salvaged? That's yeah. not a good story. Come on. There are gorillas protecting diamonds. Yeah, they were actually sinister and scary in the... They weren't protecting the communications diamonds. laser just that turns into a weapon. I that, that was, that was dumb. That was just part uh, of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Nothing to do with Star Wars. Were they even there for diamonds in the book? Um, I don't remember. Amy, go. Anyways, <laughs> don't say Doctor Who. Doctor's not a book. I don't know. <laughs> the 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 book that came to mind is already a movie, but it's a terrible movie. So I would want them to remake it. I know which one. Scott's cheating and doing that already, so you're good. Okay, uh, it would be Speak by Laurie Hales Anderson. I don't know what that is. I sent him the movie too? Yes. When did it come out? A few years ago. Any major people in it? Okay, what, what's it about? Just tell us um, why it would make a great movie. <clears throat> it, it's about a girl. It, it's a high school book, and it's a high school movie. And I, the reason why it should be remade is because Laurie Hales Anderson <laughs> does a really good job of describing things and explaining things. And you lose that in the movie. The kind of way that you can describe... A color with a taste is kind of how she does it, and you, the way that they did the movie, you lost all of that. And so, when you put them side by side, one of them is terrible, while one of them is still good. And is this something about a girl that's mute? Yes, she is mute for a while, and she doesn't talk for a while, because... She's mute. Um, she's been she, traumatized. She's been traumatized, <laughs> and she has to figure out how to tell her story. Critics seem to like it. What, what did you not like about it? Just didn't follow the book well enough? It followed the book, but there was there's an <coughs> intensity to the book that you lost in in the movie, I guess. I don't know. Apparently the budget was close to a million dollars, which makes me think it could be done much, much better than <laughs> it actually was. Courtney. Uh, the Uncommon Reader. I want to say it's by Alan Bennett. Somebody with those initials. Uh, yeah, it's the story of the Queen of England who runs across a library and starts reading, and lots of havoc ensues from the Queen taking up reading, and unexpected plot twists at the end. Is it funny? Yes. Because it sounds hilarious. Yes. Okay. It's, uh, it's a very short book, so it would be a very more beautiful. Women reading, getting all like, them ideas, that's no good. TV <laughs> movie, but it was good. Yeah, that. What a lifetime special. Scott also yeah. says, "What about a wrinkle in time? Would that make?" Oh, movie? That'd they be did cool. make a movie. Did they? they? I thought they, they did. did. Was it any good? It was on TV. Oh, I that's don't not know. Good. Wait, I bet you made for TV movie. No, no, it was a BBC movie. Movie, really? I, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, you made like a bet. Like, I thought you said you I wanted said, them to. I said I'd bet. No, I think it was a, a movie, movie, but it's been shown on TV. But I'm not sure. I didn't see it. So Nick. Nick. Uh, the Way of Kings, and I don't remember who it's by, but it's a uh, kind of thing. You can't choose it. You have to choose something else. Do I? Oh. All right, tell us about this. <laughs> um, it's essentially a guy who uh, 
wins a competition essentially and should have gotten the equivalent of amazing Japanese moto suit armor, but instead gets sent to a slave camp and left for dead. And it's sort of a revenge story, but yeah, it's it's complicated and very long, but it's a good book. And it would turn into a movie. Well. Wrinkle in Time was a Disney film for TV. Okay. So yes, it was on ABC. That's probably what <coughs> I remember about it, which brain? you would get. Um, the Disney. Maybe I don't see anybody credited as being anything other than a human being. Well, that's because you wouldn't see him credited as the pulsing. As, brain. Wouldn't it say like voice of pulsing brain? I don't think it had a voice, did it? Was it called the Happy Medium? No, it was called it. It. No. Isn't that about the clown? No, the character <laughs> in A Wrinkle in Time. Was Speaking called... of movies that need to be remade and actually books that need to be rewritten. <laughs> <laughs> That book is abysmal. It's got some great ideas, and they just mash together. We should wrap this up. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's the end. I was was actually going to make a transition, so it wasn't quite such a non-separate. But I was going to say, speaking of movies, because I think Kelly's right, books made into movies often. Oh, that's an epic segue. Thank you. Um, We are all going to go off, get some dinner, watch ourselves some Harry Potter tonight. For those of you uh, listening or watching online... Thanks for joining us. I hope you've had fun with the podcast. And uh, start placing your bets now. Scott will be your bookie for the Will Luke Get This Online by Thursday um, pool. Um, I hear the odds are going 5 to 1 right now. So. <laughs> Enjoy, everybody, and good night. Ah, Kelly, you ah, the camera. You know what else? You know what else? If you like video games, play Portal 2. Screaming into the heads. <laughs> you should also... What was I going to say? My sons, ages five, seven, and eight, were outside playing basketball while I was walking our dachshund on his leash. A deer came out of the woods and stopped about ten feet from us. It had a wild, panicked look in its eyes. I scooped up my dog, who was barking like crazy, and I told my kids, Stay behind me! Then, without warning, the deer charged me. I could tell it was running, but it seemed like it moved in slow motion. With the dog in my right hand, I only had my left hand to defend myself. Without thinking, I reached out and grabbed the deer by the antlers. I redirected its force down toward the ground, and the deer stumbled to its knees. Then, I moved around beside it and promptly sat on its neck. The deer kicked and struggled, but I had successfully pinned it to the ground. My kids were frozen with fear. I handed the dog to my oldest son and said something valiant, like, Don't worry about me, kids. Just get to safety and don't come out. Fortunately, they listened to me and ran off. Now, I was alone with the deer, with no idea what to do next. I knew if I ran for safety, it would just try to chase me down. The deer was starting to slip out of my grip, and I knew, with his head and antlers between my legs... I was in some pretty serious danger. Then, suddenly, the antlers slipped out of my grip, and I had no choice but to jump out of the way. The deer sprang to its feet, staggered about 30 feet away from me. He turned back around and glared at me with the same wild look. I knew it was only a matter of moments before he charged me again. As quickly as I could, I took off my belt. Just as he was charging again, I made a rudimentary lasso with my belt and barely managed to loop it around his antlers. 
After a couple of seconds of tug of war, I got the deer to the ground. This time, instead of straddling him, I got beside him with one knee on his cheek and started grinding his face into the rocky ground. This lasted only a few seconds before he was back on his feet. He sprang up and started to circle me with his torn face dripping blood. The belt had fallen off his antlers when... So I quickly picked it up. When he started to get close to me, I cracked the belt like a whip and tried to yell menacingly. Aah! After a couple of rotations, he decided I was more trouble than I was worth and turned tail. When he was safely in the woods, I went back to where my kids were to show them I was safe. Look, kids! I'm safe! That's pretty much it. The whole encounter probably lasted less than a minute, but it felt like a lifetime.